So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Padma Sambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padmaloka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padmaloka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you. Weeks ago, months ago, I told you about one of the underlying myths of Papamsambhava's life story. I told you of the myth of the birth and transformation of a great demon king, the greatest of all demon kings, Rudra, Tarpa Nagpo, the one who devoured his mother. The life and liberation of Papamsambhava makes it clear that Tarapanagpo, Rudra, will keep returning and that he will need to be continuously vanquished and transformed. Sangharachta says this of Tarapanagpo. Tarapanagpo is huge. He is many-sided. Indeed, he is multi-dimensional. He doesn't just exist as an archetype in our collective unconscious. No, he's much more prominent, much more in evidence than that. Tarpanagpo can be regarded as this world itself. Certainly the world as we perceive it, the world as we experience it. This world is a self-centred world. That's the world we're up against. That's the world we have to grapple with. And this vast, multidimensional body of Tarpanagpo, this existence itself, this world itself, we ourselves and the world around us, contains innumerable teramas, innumerable treasure teachings, innumerable catalysts and inspirations waiting to be found. Sangharachta says again, termas are hidden away in caves, they are hidden away in stones, yes, but a passage in the Padma Kaitang tells us that the terma are hidden in the body of Tarpanagpo himself, in different parts of his vast body. His skull, mouth and nose become receptacles of treasure. His internal organs, toes and fingers represent the places of the treasure. From the five skandhas, from the five senses, from the five elements, from the triad of body, speech and mind proceed 18,000 myriads of treasures. If one groups them in tens, there are the breath of the treasures and their flesh, the skin of the treasures, their hair and their heart's blood, the fat of their bellies, their limbs, the nerves of the treasures, 
their marrow and their brain. The extraordinary treasure is the globe of their eye. The subtle treasure is the fluid of the eyes and the wax of the ears. The distinguished treasure is called the life of the veins. This one must know, be acquainted with, and follow them all. That's a quote from The Life and Liberation of Padmasambhava. Sangharachita again. There is a treasure, treasure hidden in his kidneys, another in his veins, another in his lungs, another in his feet. All these treasures are hidden in the different parts of the vast, multidimensional body of Dharapanadpa. What does this mean? asks Sangharachita. Well, if we want to express it in a few words, you find the remedy where you find the disease. You find the remedy where you find the disease. The remedy is found in the depths of the disease itself. If you understand the disease, you arrive at the remedy. If you plunge deeply into the body of Dharapanagpo, you can take out the treasure. You don't have to go outside the world to find the transcendental. You go very deeply into it. You utilise it. You utilise all its forces, its energies. You integrate them with yourself. And that is your spiritual life. You dig deep within the body of Tarpanagpo himself, this gigantic, festering, foul body, because that is where you will find the treasure. So this is what is generally signified by Dharma, the treasure. And this, the Tursan, is the taker out of the treasure. So let's look at the Tirtan, the treasure revealer, Rigzin Karmalingpa. To quote from a traditional description, he was revered as an emanation of one of Padmasambhava's great disciples, revered as an emanation of the great translator, Chokro Louis Gelson. He was born at Kyadrup, above Dakpo, in southern Tibet, a very lonely place, a place renowned for its demons and ghosts and strange magical practices. He was the eldest son of the accomplished master Nyinda Sangye, an upholder of the mantra tradition and a treasure finder in his own right. At just 15 years of age, the prophetic declaration of Padmasambhava and the auspicious coincidence of events came together. From Mount Gampodar, which resembles a dancing god, Karmalingpa extracted the peaceful and wrathful deities, natural liberation of enlightened intention, along with the great compassionate one, lotus, peaceful and wrathful deities, and other treasures. Unfortunately, others spoke ill of him because he did not form an auspicious relationship with the intended consort who had been prophesied for him in connection with his discovery of these treasure teachings. He did have one son, but because he showed a yellow scroll containing his treasures to his disciple, before the time when he was destined to impart the peaceful and wrathful deities, natural liberation of enlightened intention, it is said he encountered life-threatening obstacles. Karmalingpa was endowed with innumerable attributes and dwelt as the very embodiment of unimpeded enlightened activity. So, knowing of his untimely death, he said with prescience, in the near future, many marks in the form of lotus flowers will appear on my body. And he also made other clairvoyant statements. 
Then the next year, when he was on the point of death, he granted the empowerments and transmissions of the peaceful and wrathful deities, natural liberation of enlightened intention to his son alone, saying, you should entrust this teaching to a saintly person who maintains the commitments and has the name Ninda. His actions for the welfare of living beings will be most extensive, making many such prophecies, Karmalingpa passed away. This is what is said of Karmalingpa, the turton, the treasure finder, the emanation of Chakra Louis Geltzen, the emanation of one inspired by the mind of Guru Padmasambhava. Looking into his life story, it seems that he may have even been murdered, his death brought about by a jealous disciple or a jealous rival. It's not very clear, it's rather murky. So perhaps he wasn't a perfect teacher, we so desperately want our teachers to be perfect, and their disciples too, preferably. Then we don't have to give anything to them. They don't need anything, after all, if they're perfect. They don't have needs. We live through them vicariously. How passive, how dull, how boring that is. But Karmalingpa, the Turtan, finds a liberating treasure, a treasure that has lasted and lasted, a profound treasure, a living treasure, a treasure found in the very depths of the vast demonic body of life and death itself. The treasure he found was the whole cycle of teachings associated with the Bardo Todol, the great liberation through hearing in the intermediate state, the teaching known popularly and misleadingly in the West as the Tibetan Book of the Dead. The treasure of the liberating dharma is found in life, in dream, in meditation, in death, in the in-between world, in rebirth. And what we're going to do is to look into the bardos and find the treasure that Rigsin Karmalingpa at the age of 15 found for us, the treasures of Guru Rinpoche himself. <laughs>